Foreign exchange trading carries a high level of risk that may not be suitable for all investors. Before you decide to trade foreign exchange, carefully consider your investment objectives, experience level, and risk tolerance. You could lose all of your initial investment. Educate yourself on the risks associated with foreign exchange trading and seek advice from an independent advisor if you have any questions. All information is solely for educational and entertainment purposes and is not trading or investment advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Hey everyone, before we get started, I just wanted to thank everybody who left a comment, sent an email, and left a review on iTunes for this uh, podcast. Really appreciate the great comments, especially from Steve Lewis, FX Smurf, and John V. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. So today we're going to be interviewing Brian McAvoy. He's not only a trader, but a trading coach. And he teaches you not only the psychology, but also how to treat your trading as a business. So let's go talk to him. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. And today I'm very happy to have with me Brian McAvoy. He is a trader and a trading coach. So we're going to get a little different perspective today. And um, I think it'll be very interesting. Welcome, Brian. Hi, you. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is, uh, this is quite a treat. I'm glad to be uh, taking a little time out to, to visit with you and also learn from you. This, uh, like I told you, this is the first time I'm doing one of these uh, uh, podcasts. So it'll be fun for me as well. Very cool. Very cool. Okay, so um, why don't you uh, tell us uh, how you got started in trading and coaching? Oh, as far as getting started in trading, uh, as you can tell by my a little bit of gray hair here, I'm, I'm not a youngster, not old, but uh, I'm old enough to have been introduced to trading by Ken Roberts uh, back in the uh-huh. 80s. He sent out these direct mail pieces where you could get this book on you know how to learn trading and. Uh, I think he probably single-handedly has introduced more people to trading than any anybody except maybe the you know the baby commercials uh, that they run during a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and anyway, so anyway, that's that's when I got my start. Uh, placed my first trade. I, I didn't re- actually start trading uh, actively until around 2000. I was when I placed my first trade ever, mm-hmm. uh, trading commodities, and immediately fell in love with it. Um, I didn't start coaching though until 2006. Uh, and needless to say, my early early uh, trading days, I had to take my lumps as well. I think everybody does before you take it seriously and realize what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 2000, actually in 2005, up until July of 2005, I was working in manufacturing. I was a quality uh, engineer, and uh, we're making. I was working in a plant where we made plastic bottles, uh, high speed operation, uh, high volume, uh, very thin margin. So. The quality function was really important in our plant. Uh, we were running, uh, you'd be amazed how much soda and water people drink. Just in our one plant here, our, our volume for the, our volumes for the year, uh, just in the, the five state region that we supplied, our volumes were like in the tens of billions of bottles. Wow. We were literally going through almost $100 million a month just in materials. Jeez. I mean, seriously, the soda and water industry is amazingly huge. Um, but anyway, so like I said, it, we, the quality function there was, was was absolutely vital to our survival financially. Uh, we had very little margin for error. Uh, I mean, when you're making you know literally almost a million bottles an hour and uh, the, the blow side of the plant. If you're start if you start making bad bottles, the problem adds up. The scrap adds up, like amazingly fast. Mm-hmm. So we had to make sure that we were running consistently. We we're making good product, and we knew we had everything under control. 
there was, like I said, very little margin for error. No, we couldn't be sloppy about it at all. And what I found when I came into trading is that that really has been very helpful. Uh, okay, back to the story. Back in 05, I, I decided to leave the company because with in 04, when oil prices went up, uh, that immediately meant all plastic costs went up. Since we were already in a thin margin industry anyway, I was like, well, I know our company probably is going to get bought or closed down. It's just we were running so thin on our margins. It's like, okay, writing's on the wall. Decided to leave the company uh, and start up a mortgage business of all things. And the second half of 05 was not the time to be doing that. And fortunately, and I'm really glad that it didn't pan out, mm -hmm. uh, I wound up running across a gal. She had answered a, a, an ad that I was running for loan originators. Well, in the middle of the interview, she tells me that she's a certified life coach with a specialization in emotional intelligence. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know such a thing existed. And I've been through that training uh, as a manager. Mm -hmm. uh, their focus is, uh, you know, emotional intelligence for managers in the workplace. And I've been through that training, and she's telling me about all, you know, the other actual schools for this, and you get certifications and specializations. It's almost like, you know, a formal university. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. So that's what we talked about. We didn't talk about mortgages. And so I asked her, I was like, well, with the school, you know, what do they teach you to do, you know, pursuing your career as a coach? You know, who do you market to? And she said, well, you know, go to the corporations. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That is such a tough sell because you got all the corporate bureaucracy and it's just a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. She says, yeah. I said, you really need to be over here talking to traders. You've got literally millions of people that the biggest problem is keeping a handle on their emotions so they don't get killed. I mean, and you're. I've seen traders where they started and ended their career on one day or one week. <laughs> that bad. And so I talked with her. She had a partner she was working with. And I said, so the three of us were actually going to start up a company where we're putting together a coaching program just for traders. Mm -hmm. And we're, I was going to help market, you know, introduce them to the trading world and also help them custom tailor the program for traders. Well, they got cold feet because they realized that, yeah, this was a huge industry that really was untapped as far as what they were offering. And I, so they, they backed down. And I'm like, well, this the need here is too great. It, it, and it was like, you know, the pieces came together. And it's like, well, heck, I'll just do it on my own. I've been through the training. And I know what it's like as a trader. And I really understand things. Because by then, I had gotten my act together as a trader. Mm -hmm. And so I wound up writing a book, Subtle Trap of Trading. Got that published, and just uh, that's what I've been doing ever since is helping traders get themselves together, treat their trading as a business, and understand the psychology of trading, which has been a really interesting journey over the years. Uh, it, I mean, every year, every month, it seems, I, you know, I'm learning something new, so it's not like there's any shortage of, uh, you know, stuff going on or learning or development or that kind of stuff. It's mm -hmm. kind of like back to quality and manufacturing. It's like, you know, I'll never be bored. There's enough here to keep me interested for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So. Same thing with trading, uh, the industry, technology, the, you know, the lay of the land, the markets, everything is always continually evolving uh, and becoming more challenging. In some ways, it gets easier. In some ways, it gets more challenging for the individual trader. And But the, the cool thing about it is even though my background is engineering, I've kind of come full circle. My dad was like a total people person. And I was a teenager. I was on the other end of the spectrum. I was like the geeky engineer, shy, quiet. He, I would like fade into the background at social gatherings, and he was like the life of the party. <laughs> And so we were like at opposite ends of the spectrum as I've grown up and, and you know, come around. It's like I've learned to value the people side of things, even in, in engineering, though. That was part of why I like quality. I started off with mechanical engineering mm -hmm. and doing stuff like that. But what I liked about quality engineering was it's like engineering, but you have to factor the people factor in everything. That was what was cool about quality. 
because uh, with mechanical engineering, you know, you can lay out, a, you know, you can have a good plant layout or design a good machine. But yeah, and it could be perfect on paper, but when you factor people into it, now it falls apart. Mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. quality, no, now everything's totally centered around people in the middle of the process and making it work. So it, it really, that was a great fit for me. But the neat thing about it as a trading coach is I found that a lot of what I learned in quality is absolutely perfect for traders just because quality, if you think about it, quality, a lot of people when they think of quality, you know, they're thinking like, you know, good products or good services, making that better. But quality really is about good business and mm-hmm. making sure you have a good, efficient business that it's intentionally successful and you're doing what you want to do and doing it well. That's really what quality is all about. It's about having a good business. Mm-hmm. So perfect for trader because uh, it helps you get everything under control and get your head around it in a sensible fashion and really kind of engineering your own success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. Ah, very cool. Uh, so yeah. from, the, from the trading standpoint, about how long did it take you to um, get good at trading? Um. Well, from the time that I actually went full time at it till I really was where I'd say knowingly successful, probably about two years. Two years. Uh, yeah, my first six months, I, I, I was on the accelerated pain program. <laughs> uh, uh, such a, I mean, it was it was an amazingly fun ride, but I was like absolutely on adrenaline all the time because I was trading recklessly in it and much way beyond my comfort zones. Mm-hmm. Way beyond my comfort zone. And so every trade was <laughs> totally high stress. <laughs> I was just having fun. And yeah, you know, you hit a winner and it was like so huge. It was almost like, like, like hitting a lottery and then to have your account, you know, take similar dives. It was like, I'm amazed that I got through it without having a heart attack. <laughs> so you're still trading um, commodities to this day? Um, yeah, I, I primarily focus. I, I started off actually with options in the mm. commodities markets. Um, and I've, over the course of my trading, I've traded Forex, traded stocks. Um, I don't trade stocks anymore. I'm, I'm, well, stocks, I've gotten back to just doing a, you know, kind of the long-term uh, stuff with stocks, mm-hmm. not really trading. Uh, but uh, again, I've traded Forex, done the day trading thing. Uh, I've kind of come back to longer-term trading uh, in the commodities market. It's just, it's, it seems to suit me best. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and really, as far as my time invested, that's also where I found I make the best money. Uh, with day trading, it was okay. The money was good. It was nice having you know the you know, daily hits and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, the for the time that I was having to put into it, it really wasn't really as personally profitable, so to speak. My, my hourly rate wasn't nearly as good as the longer term trading. I see. So, does, that, oh. does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So as far as the people who come to you for coaching, um, does it really matter what market they're in or do you just kind of take it as trading is trading? Um, no, trading is trading. Okay. Uh, it really is. I mean, especially for what I'm doing because I, I don't really teach specific trading strategies mm-hmm. or specific trading methods. Um, and the methods that do, people do ask me for, because I, I have a lot of people come to me and they, they really have no nothing in hand to work with. And they're like, can you recommend something? Mm-hmm. So there are a few methods that I will recommend to people. Uh, personally, I like Andrew's Pitchfork Trading, uh, I like Swing Trading, uh, Channel Trading. Mm-hmm. Uh, general methods uh, I, I like. Uh, trend Trading, for me, didn't work out so well. I'm, I'm kind of a contrarian. I was like challenged authority and I really don't <laughs> trust a trend and stuff like that. So. 
Um, but the cool thing about it is part of what I like about the methods that I recommend to other people, and, and this will really try to help uh, traders understand, especially if they've, if they've gotten into it, gotten ahead of themselves, taken a beating, and now their head's kind of spinning, they don't know what to do. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll try to help them settle down with, because a lot of people, I mean, they, they, they get pretty quickly jaded. They're like, holy crap, you know, is anybody making any money? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're, they're thinking like the markets are just totally random and it's just a giant question mark over there. And the cool thing about it is with the markets, the markets are people. And humans, regardless of the technology around, humans do have a certain predictable element to them. And that's really got a competitive advantage in trading. And mm -hmm. if you look at the charts and a lot of the methods that are out there, they might be all you know, highly technical and you're just looking at you know, charts and formulas and numbers on the screen, stuff like that. You're still, what you're seeing on a chart is a human response to what's going on mm -hmm. in the environment within the markets. It's still people that are driving the price. Price isn't this, you know, you, you know, anonymous entity floating around in some black box. It's people. It's it's a thing being driven by people. And so what you see with the pattern trading is when there's something that's happened in the marketplace that's prompted an emotional response amongst the crowd, mm -hmm. the investors in that particular instrument. And what I found is so long as nothing disrupts that response pattern, it'll usually play out. And that's where the predictability factor comes in. Now, the uncertainty factor in trading is you never know when an event is going to occur to either initiate or disrupt the pattern. Mm -hmm. um, that's where the uncertainty comes from. I mean, except for, you know, maybe like scheduled reports or you know, scheduled events, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, it, it's a process, just like in manufacturing or any, anything else. It's a, it's a process, and it's not purely random. Um, like I said, the, the uncertainty there, there, I mean, there's a certain randomness to it, but it's not purely random. If it, if it was purely random, then there wouldn't be any like structure to a chart. It, it would be just all over the place, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rolling dice. Your numbers would be all over the place, but they're not. So there is an order to the markets, and it's because it's people driving it. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't even remember what your question was. I just got random. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's uh, it's like gambling or something, you know. But um, if, if you really break it down, like you say, um, to just human behavior and people making decisions, then yeah, it is predictable to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, and as far as the gambling part. Um, <clears throat> It is if you're being haphazard about it, then it's gambling. Yeah. And any business opportunity is, mm -hmm. not not just trading. If if you jump into anything, it can be real estate investing. It can be you know 100, 101 you know different business opportunities, you know dry cleaning business or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those any of it can be gambling if you're going into it not knowing what you're doing, and without some sort of a plan for how you're going to make it work. But just like with any other business, if you kind of get your act together, you know what you're doing, and you put together a strategy, it's not gambling. Yeah. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, that's and a great my, point. Yeah. My humble <laughs> <laughs> So the people who come to you for coaching, um, are they mostly beginners, or are they kind of a little ways along, or um, what's the skill level there, usually? Um. Well, I actually, I ran a poll a while back because I, I was curious the same thing myself. Mm -hmm. And what I found was, and, and granted, it was just with the sampling that I, that I, I took, but the average tenure was 4.6 years, uh, was the average experience level of my clients. And that kind of surprised me. Um, 
because I, I really figured I would be getting more uh, more newbies. So the, the experience level would be much shorter. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, most people they're, they're finding me because they're you know looking for help with trading psychology, um, and so that you know if you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah, they've they've had to have been around long enough to know that they need to be looking for trading psychology help. Mm -hmm. uh, most new traders aren't. They're still looking for systems and the cheats and the methods. And they, I just want to make some money today. Yeah. So, uh, um, hmm, now, apart, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, as far as people that do come to me, one of the nice things about it, though, uh, I've found I, I really have good clients. Uh, they've and working with traders in general, I really enjoy it. Traders, on average, are smarter, than, I mean, as a whole, are mm -hmm. smarter than average. Mm -hmm. uh, you just don't get to where you can become a trader if you're an average person. Average is not doing that well. Um, and it's been, I mean, I, there have actually been studies done where it showed, yeah, the, the IQ of an average trader is higher than 100, um, which is cool. And I've also found that most people that get into trading, most really are sincere, good people. They're, mm -hmm. they're looking for something that they can do um, they're not lazy about it. You know, they they want something to do themselves, uh, to you know, you know, secure their future a little bit, and or uh, you know, make a better lifestyle for their family. Uh, I mean, a lot of my clients they're doing okay financially. Um, I've been amazed in the last two years how many programmers. Oh yeah. <laughs> for clients, guys that work like Google or Microsoft or you know some of the, some of the other big. Uh, uh, computer companies yeah you know they're doing okay um, but they're looking to get out of the corporate world and they also understand that yeah you know a salary job is nice but with salary it also means you're still answering to somebody else your time is controlled by somebody else mm -hmm. and your your income is still controlled by somebody else and they're looking for that freedom and flexibility and control over their lives the trading offers which I applaud I think it's great I think anybody and everybody should pursue at least some point working for themselves just so they know I mean it's a learning it, it's a self-discovery process when you go out on your own mm -hmm. instead of just following you know being led by somebody else and having other people dictate your life when you when you strike out on your own you learn a lot about, about yourself then it also gives you the opportunity to really fulfill your potential uh, where whereas with a job no you're, you're limited mm -hmm. there's certain there's, there's certain positives to having that structure and everything but like I said, I think everybody should at some point break out on their own. And trading is really good because it's like any other business from a personal discovery standpoint, trading is like on steroids. <laughs> You're really going to learn a lot about yourself. Yeah, and and if, if, seriously, if for no other reason, and I recommend it to everybody, um, the friends of mine, colleagues, uh, you know, people that I know locally here, uh, I'll tell them you, you should try trading just if nothing else because of what you'll learn about yourself uh, mm. they otherwise probably won't ever learn uh, and it's all beneficial stuff yeah definitely definitely so being that the average trader that comes to you is about four or five years along um, what are the typical like issues that they have with their trading um, well the, on, on the surface uh, I mean we'll usually discuss symptoms uh, and, and, and this is how I've learned to approach the whole thing. They'll have symptoms like uh, they, you know, they're stressed out, they're having a hard time uh, with their discipline. You know, a lot of hesitation is a huge one. Uh, over trading, not having good control of their trading, uh, pretty pretty common. Mm -hmm. um, and the 
I mean, it's kind of the, the standard list of, uh, you know, issues just sticking to their system. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say their symptoms is what I've learned in, in working one-on-one with traders over the years is the first thing that we have to do is make sure that they have their system proper uh, because almost everybody really is not trading with a proper system. They're, they're just kind of, you know, they, they jump into it and they grab whatever method is available mm-hmm. uh, and they get busy. And I'm not saying everybody's just lazy about it, but a lot of people, they you know, it's like they, they're so hungry to get going that they don't get their system properly developed and validated before they get trading with real money. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, then they start to establish all sorts of bad habits and pat, you know, emotional response patterns and uh, just perspectives. Mm-hmm. They're unhealthy because they're getting started off in the wrong foot. Um, and recognizing that and then backing up and kind of unlearning some of the bad habits and everything that they picked up and doing it the right way is, is kind of what I help them facilitate. But it really, it all starts with having, uh, like I was saying before, if, if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you get yourself organized, trading really isn't that tough. As far as businesses go, it's certainly much less complex than almost every other business out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, any retail store, even something as simple as pizza shop, you know, people think getting organized and trading is complicated. Just any kind of a little bitty, like a, uh, like I said, a little pizza shop. There are a ton of details that go into putting one of those together. Everybody takes it for granted when you walk in, but there really are. There's a lot of stuff that you have to think through and get organized decisions and choices to be made along the way. And with trading, it, it, it's the same thing. You still have to think things through um, beyond just making some money. Uh, it, it's with, trade, with trading, a lot of people will jump into it and they have this notion, usually just because they haven't worked for themselves before, is that you know if I can just get making money, then somehow, and they're not really consciously thinking about it, if I can get profitable, then everything else will just kind of fall into place and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas that's not true. Um, and that's where actually a lot of small business owners run into the same thing. Uh, I, I, I do local business, or I do, I, I consult with businesses here where I live. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed how many how many companies and even professional firms uh, have been in bit and they've been in business for like five, 10, 15 years and they're just struggling because they started off, they just got busy and they might've even been able to build up a decent sized organization and they're still really trying to figure it all out. They're <laughs> butts off, not making any money. They're keeping it alive, but <laughs> it's like help. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in, in those regards, trading, you know, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, I see. So, I mean, when you talk about getting their system right, do you recommend, like, um, doing a lot of back testing or just kind of, um, you know, just forward testing with things or just how, what, what do you recommend as far as that? Well, I, believe it or not, step one is really just getting it documented. Oh. Uh, it still blows me away how many traders don't have things documented. That's kind of going back to when I was working in manufacturing and what all that quality stuff brings to traders mm-hmm. in quality uh, in, in any business, but especially manufacturing, but service businesses everywhere. The, the use of procedures is like absolutely essential to consistent performance in any activity, in any business process. Mm-hmm. It's just writing it down because, because if nothing else, 
that forces you to think through your process of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think about it with trading, it's a decision-making process. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. You take in information, uh, you evaluate it according to certain criteria, and you, you make a decision based on the available options, and then you act on that decision. That's really all trading is. So your trading system and where uh, a lot of traders, they, they, they get hurt by what's already established and out there, and, and they, don't, they don't understand this. Mm -hmm. um, most traders, when I ask them what a trading system is, they're thinking, well, you know, it's my rules, it's my indicators, and the images that come to mind for them are, you know, like you know, the charts and, and you know, numbers and indicators, all this kind of, that's what the imagery that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have a hard time getting theirs written down. Um, and, and getting it, you know, organized uh, just as a process. Um, but uh, if when when they go to write it down, th that's where they're running into problems. But that that's also why they're having such a hard time trading consistently is because they never get that process figured out. Hmm. And so many traders, yeah, they think they're kind of doing the same thing every day, and they've you know they've got a consistent process, but they don't. Um, so. Again, back to quality, that's like quality 001 in any business, mm -hmm. is at least get your processes defined and stabilized. I mean, that's that's how you get things systemized, is, is getting it figured out what you're doing, and that way, you, now you can do it on a repeatable fashion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that really is, is square one, is yeah, make sure you got your system documented, and you have it documented well. And I've even, and there are certain things that go into that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and if you'd like, later on, I, just the other day I was making a short video that explains a real simple three-step process to properly document your system. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about an eight-minute video, um, but it talks about, you know, the, the considerations that go into that to make it a user-friendly document. Um, and when you have a good trading system and, and, it, and it is documented well, it actually really gets easy to follow. Uh, the problem, and it's funny, I, I know a lot of a lot of guys uh, and a couple of gals who create systems and, and sell them, you know, on ClickBank and other places. Mm -hmm. And they're good people. They're not scam artists. They're not. They're not. You know, they're they're sincere in what they're doing, mm -hmm. and they do create good systems. They work. But it's funny because their frustration is the same as all their clients. You know, the people they'll come along to buy their systems and they'll try it, and they like 30 days later they're not using it anymore because it wasn't working for them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And the clients are thinking, you know, that they're getting ripped off. And the pro and and the guy who wrote it, you know, he's sitting there saying, no, it works. I've been using it for five years. Um, and so they both have the same issue as they're unhappy that you know the client tried it and it's not producing the same results. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is the guys who are creating the systems they don't know how to properly document it so that it's easy for somebody else to use. That's the big problem. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. might be good at it. But in, in teaching somebody else how to use it, and especially in the home study type thing, or you know the way they package it up, they're not communicating it well, um, and because they don't understand this aspect of just you know business activity and setting somebody up. That was one of the other cool things that I loved about quality, is I really got a good look into the whole world of setting up training systems. Um, I, at the plant where I work, we had a little over 180 people. I think when I left, it was about 187 people. And I was responsible for the whole plant, making sure every job was well-defined and documented and procedures and work instructions, forms, I, all the documents that they needed for their job was set up and the training systems to go with it. So that anytime anybody new came in, it's like it was up to me 
to make sure that they would be able to get up to speed on how to do their job and do it well very quickly. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because I really hadn't been introduced to that side of things before in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And it was neat because it was all across all the different departments. Uh, it wasn't just within my own department. I had production in the front office and the warehouse and maintenance and logistics. And it's like, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm having to kind of get my head around every job in the place and help get it figured out and how to do it well, but also set up the training systems and the procedures and the documents so that now the system's in place and pretty much anybody that walks into the door, they can walk right into their job and they get up to speed and they're doing a good job pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was neat. But like I said, same thing goes for traders. I'm, I'm really kind of doing the same thing for traders. I'm, I set up a training program so that they learn how to be a good trader real quick. Uh, I, I really, my goal when, when somebody comes to me is not to have them as a client for life uh, because they're coming to me wanting to learn how to get successful trading. Well, I don't want that to take forever. I want to get them self-sufficient as quickly as possible where they don't need me anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, got some, I've made some great friends, but they don't need me to be a trader anymore. You know, to, to what, they're, what they're trading anymore, they, that's taken care of. Uh-huh. And that's cool. Um, so, uh-huh. what else? <laughs> Really long-winded answer. Sorry. No, no, that's great. That's great. I mean, um, up. <laughs> yeah, I get excited about it too. So, it's great to hear somebody um talk at length about it. Um, so what are kind of the goals that uh most of the traders who come to you have? Like, do they want to trade full time, or are they just trying to supplement their income? Or oh no, most most of them want to trade full time. Oh okay, uh, interesting. Probably eighty to ninety percent of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now. On that note, one of the other things that I've discovered actually early on uh, is it's real important for a person to figure out if they really want to be a full-time trader or not, though, because that really can be one of the big problems that they have. Uh, Well, one thing else, and I'll share this with you just because it's good for everybody to be aware of it. A lot of people, when they get into trading, they'll struggle, and they're thinking it's because, you know, they don't have a good system or they're just not being disciplined enough. The whole discipline thing, in my opinion, is a huge mistake. It's a big fallacy. Everybody's thinking, you know, all, all, yeah, all I need is a good system, and I'll just you know, figure out how to be disciplined enough to stick with it, and everything's fine. Yeah. No, it, it's not because you're an undisciplined person. That's not the problem. The problem is your subconscious is telling you there's something wrong here. What you're doing, the way you're going about it, or your preparedness, or whatever, there's a whole list of reasons why your subconscious is actually interfering and really sabotaging you. Mm-hmm. It's it's but it's got a reason for it. It's not just some you know demon that's haunting you and <laughs> trying to ruin your life through trading. It's your subconscious saying you know there's something that needs to be attended to here. Mm-hmm. And when you address the problems, your subconscious will actually support you now instead of sabotaging your efforts. And it's funny because I and I remember the same thing. I went through it too. Where it's like I'm, I, I, I thought I knew what I was doing, and I thought I was doing the right things and you know, and, and entering trades, and it's like okay, I know when I'm going to get out, and I know when I, I thought I had a handle on it, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the reason number one is I really didn't know what I was doing, and so my subconscious <laughs> was letting me know that I didn't know what I, <laughs> and it would yeah it, it would come in there and keep screwing me up. And one of the things, and this I learned when I when I uh, tried the day trading with forex. Um, is that isn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. That's just not the way I want to trade. I did not want to be a full-time sitting there staring at the charts eight to 10 hours a day kind of trader. So for me to even go down that road, my subconscious was saying, 
Brian, no, that's not what you want to do, and heaven forbid you get successful at it because then you're just going to be stuck in doing something you don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I mean, if you think about it, a lot of the stuff, a lot of traders, they don't ask the question, you know, why is my subconscious, why am I, you know, shooting myself in the foot? What part of me is saying, don't do this or stop? Um, and sometimes it's just the stress. But a lot of times it's, uh, I mean, the sabotage can be coming from a variety of different areas. Uh, the common ones are, uh, if you've gotten ahead of yourself, you really, you know, didn't get your system documented properly, you haven't back tested it to know that it works, or at least have some reasonable expectations with it. Um, you know, the style of trading that you're pursuing isn't what you really want. Um, and, and you know, those are just a hand, just a few. Uh, and and um, I've got a video that I have where I get in depth into the different reasons that your, you know, your subconscious will will sabotage you, and that really is the main thing because when you attend to the reasons that you might be, you know, your subconscious might be sabotaging, like I said, things actually smooth out. Mm -hmm. You stop shooting yourself in the foot. Your discipline issues really just kind of go away. And kind of the same thing, really, with the hesitation. You know, you're asking me, you know, when traders come to me, what are they looking for? What kind of issues are they having? Mm -hmm. And like I said, first thing we do is we take a look at their system and make sure that, yes, they, they do have a proper system. They do understand it. They have tested it properly. That, that's another one. A lot of people think they know how to do back testing, but they don't. They'll say, oh, yeah, yeah, I back tested it. <laughs> that is one guy. Incredibly smart guy. Mm -hmm. It just blew me away how much he knew. I mean, this guy was like way up there. He knew like 10 times more about trading and the history of trading and styles and who's written books way more than I did about like the whole body of knowledge. But it killed me because when <laughs> we were talking about the different strategies, because it was in, in one regard, he knew tons. It was like he had a master's degree in trading, but he still was like a beginner. He hadn't been able to figure out how to just do it on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest problems that he had was, well, yeah, he didn't know how to document a system properly. And as far as the back testing, because I would say, you know, he would tell me about the different stuff he's tried. And he's like, yeah, I backtested that, and that didn't work, and I backtested this, and it didn't work. And so I asked, then when I started asking him about his backtesting process, mm -hmm. and he would try it, he would like trade five trades with something. And if it wasn't pro profitable, <laughs> that was it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. Next. And it's like, no, 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 no. You got to settle down. There, there is something to it. And really, you have to look beyond also just the, you know, did it make money or not? Mm -hmm. There are other considerations that go into the testing process. Again, Kind of going back to my quality days, learning about all the testing and how sample factors into stuff. And one of the biggest things, actually, it was hilarious when I first got into the quality stuff. Uh, are you familiar with SPC, Statistical Process Control? No, not Very, really. In manufacturing, and actually, fortunately, in the 90s, the industry did a good job of making it more prevalent. But anyway, in the, in the 90s, SPC was a big thing. You know, yeah, get your process under control, you know, control charts and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of the stuff in the 70s and 80s where it was just you know, quality by inspection um, were going away. But there were a lot of buzzwords going on. And, of course, in the big corporations, you have a lot of political players, and they love just you know, jumping on buzzwords. And one of the things out in quality was the capability index. And in a nutshell, the capability index is a single number that – basically says yes your process is under control and you're making stuff within spec in in a nutshell mm -hmm. that's what it's and of course you know the 
managers and upper management, especially and well, the political players, you know, they're like jumping on that. Oh yeah, you know, CPK higher than three, we're good to go. We're we're going to be making good bottles all day long. It's like no, because you have to understand the sampling. And you can't just live off of one number. Um, you have to know a few other things before you can say everything's fine or do we have problems and where to do that. Same thing goes with back testing. Mm -hmm. You can't just look at, you know, did it make money or, you know, at a 70% win rate. You've got your expectancy, your profit to loss ratio. Um, of course, the win percent comes into play. But, you know, then looking at things like your average winner, your actual uh, reward to risk. A lot of traders love talking about you know risk to reward. They're saying it backwards. They have a risk to reward of three to one. It's like I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's reward to risk of three to one. Um, but you have to know what the system's actually delivering. One thing I was really surprised when I helped people with the back testing was that they would think that if they were using that as a decision factor, you know they were thinking that they had a three to one. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it was more like a one and a half to one as far as what the system was delivering. They weren't getting anywhere close to that three to one that they thought. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just looking at the different metrics and understanding how to read them, because numbers by themselves don't mean anything. They really don't. It's kind of like, you know, in the, you know, like with the elections going on, looking at the political uh, poll numbers, they can be manipulated. Mm -hmm. You have to understand how they're created so that you know what they're telling you and what they're not telling you. And especially true with trading metrics. Because, right? mm -hmm. yeah, I, I can play around with the numbers and I can take the same set of you know data and make I can come up with five different sets of numbers just because I know how to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. the math behind the statistics and everything. So with numbers, you have to know what the assumptions are going into them, how they were generated, and what they're telling you and what they're not so that they actually have meaning and now become useful. Uh, otherwise, they're just numbers, and you can really be flying, you know, blindly if you don't know how to do that. So, um, yeah, it, can I answer your question? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, definitely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I guess one of the common questions that people have is, what are the what are the characteristics that um, you see in your successful students? common characteristics oh that's a really excellent question because I've, I've learned there's one question I can ask somebody that will tell me volumes about how likely they are to succeed as a trader okay one question. have you ever worked for yourself before hmm. successful mm -hmm. if they say yeah you know I started my own company it doesn't matter if it was like a plumbing business or making jewelry or whatever yeah worked for themselves before and they made it work they can make it as a trader odds are good because hmm. then really they they've learned they've learned the hard part of trading and that's working for yourself mm -hmm. trading itself is not that tough it's the working for yourself part that really is the big challenge with trading mm -hmm. um, if somebody has never worked for themselves before they just you know took the standard life path of you know go to school go to college get a job and their whole life has been structured and they've been led the whole way and every every you know their daily activities it's always been structured and defined form and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. they've really got the odds stacked against them uh, and they better be prepared to knuckle down because for somebody that hasn't worked for themselves before if they're just trying to figure it out on their own 
that's where your fail rate's gonna, failure rate is going to be really high, and time to getting there, again, without a proper guide, is going to be two to five years. Um, two, optimistically, mm-hmm. if you're trying to figure it all out on your own. Um, if you have a guide, you can reasonably get there in three to six months. If you have somebody showing you how to get yourself organized mm-hmm. um, and training you, not just you know a book, uh, but you know they actually have a process for you to walk through and exercises for you to do so that you gain the experience um, and you get the perspectives and the understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, three to six months is reasonable um, if you have a proper guy. I, I mean, but, you know, because I, I, I have people coming to me. Fortunately. I'm thrilled when I have people come to me and they're like, you know, hey, I'm just starting out. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, just lose my butt. So I'm trying to get educated first. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> what a concept, right? <laughs> um, I'm thrilled when when people do that because then you know they're like, okay, you know, tell me, you know, tell me what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give me some guidance here. I don't want to just go, you know, the school of hard knocks and and learn by falling on my face all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for those people, and you know, and they're saying, "Well, how long is it going to take me?" Uh, and uh, in that situation, yeah, three to six months, especially if they haven't already established a bunch of stuff that has to be undone. Yeah, three to six months, sure. Yeah, you can actually be making a living from trading. Wow. Yeah, if you, if you start off on the right foot and you got good guidance and you know, keep your wits about you, mm. yeah, that's very reasonable. Wow, very cool. Um, how how much do you um, recommend people start with? I know it's I know it's relative to a person's lifestyle and everything, but just in general. Now that with with that, it does depend on what you're trading. Mm. Um, if you're starting off in forex, uh, you can get started off. I would say no less than five thousand, mm-hmm. preferably ten for a minimum in forex. If you're starting off in stocks or futures, you really better have at least twenty five to start with. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to need, I mean, the the, the uh, with forex, it's not that capital intensive. Stocks are very capital intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, futures are pretty capital intensive. You just, you know, I mean, unless you're trading many contracts, it it takes a decent chunk of money just to place a trade. Um, so, to be smart about it as far as your risk management and everything, plus you do need to have some money to learn with to sustain your business. Uh, you know, like I said, planning a reasonable learning curve. Uh, or you know, a growth cycle before the business can sustain itself, you're going to you know, need to have a certain amount of, amount of money to carry the business, and mm-hmm. monthly costs and stuff like that. Um, so you need to plan on, I'd say, you know, six months to a year uh, worth of uh, just money to cover expenses and educational money, you know, getting training and books and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you need a, a, a chunk for that. Uh, I'd say... Well, depending on the software and all that kind of stuff, that that can range anywhere from uh, two to five thousand dollars just for startup expenses mm-hmm. uh, and and educational materials. Uh, the but the account itself, yeah, really, those are the numbers that I would say are minimums that you want to start with. If you're starting off less than that, you just you're going to have a hard road. You're not really starting off properly capitalized, and and you don't want to quickly get into the position where your back's against the wall. You don't have the resources you need to do things properly. Interesting, very interesting. Yeah, the starting undercapitalized is a huge problem, not just for traders, but you know, in a lot of businesses in general. They're not starting off properly capitalized, and so they quickly get themselves into a bind where they're making their own growth difficult. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've definitely seen that quite a few times. <clears throat> um, let's see, what else was I going to ask you? Um, books, I know you're big on mentoring, and that that is a big, um, the fastest way to learn. But if there are some books that people wanted to check out that um, would help their trading, what would you recommend? Um, well, I, I like Mark Douglas's Trading in the Zone. Mm. Um, if you're a, a rank beginner, uh, back in 06, uh, I, again, I wrote The Subtle Trap of Trading, and, and that one, it's not like the be-all, end-all by any means books. I wrote it for beginners. Mm. Uh, I've been surprised at how many uh, second-wave traders, as I call them, uh, it's been popular with. But what I, one of the main things that I focused on in that book, and one, part of what makes it unique, is uh, in the first few chapters I talk about the things that happen that really kind of set the stage for failure mm -hmm. uh, for most traders. There are certain events that happen that really kind of send people that would otherwise be successful, sends them down the wrong road. Um, and it's really helpful to understand those events because almost everybody experiences them. Um, just from a psychological standpoint, but also getting your perspectives on the whole activity and everything mm -hmm. straight. Um, that's real helpful in that uh, in that regard. Um, the actually one of my favorite books, um, and, and it really doesn't have anything to do with trading, but it is really helpful uh, getting a person in the right frame of mind. Is the E Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber? Mm. Uh, fantastic book and it really just kind of the the subtitle on that is uh, why most small businesses fail and what to do about it and he mm -hmm. talks about the life cycle of uh, a small business uh, usually you know started by one person on their own and it's it's actually really <laughs> how I ran across it was it, it still blows me away it, I don't consider it an accident by any means <laughs> I was quality manager. I, if any of our customers had an issue, that meant I was the one usually get on a plane to go help them get the problem, you know, uh, in hand at the plant at their plant. Mm -hmm. And so whenever I, I flew, I would always take you know something with me to read. Well, the one time that I didn't, because it was supposed to be like just you know an hour flight there, probably a couple hours there, and coming back the same evening, real short trip. I didn't take anything to read. Well, of course, I get to the airport and there's like a three-hour delay on the flight. So I head into the airport bookstore, and I'm, I'm just looking at the titles, and it's like, all right, I'm not looking for anything in particular. I'll just kind of scan until something jumps out at me. And I had looked at probably, I don't know, 50 or 80 books. And then I see this one, and it just it grabbed, it, it caught my attention. I reached over, and I picked it up, and it's like, okay, this is it. And it was the E-Myth Revisited. Great book. Mm -hmm. um, and it, what I've, I've found is it's <laughs> – it's such an excellent book. There have actually been companies based on that book developed. Uh, there's an accounting company, that, and they do business consulting. They help people implement that book. Uh, it's called RAN1. It's, it's a huge organization, and it's funny because when they first sit down with you to do their, their consulting thing, they, they stick the book in front of you and say, this is what we're about. We're going to help you do this. And it just it kind of helps a person understand the the cycle of you know how a business you know how a person gets in that position where they're starting up their own business, and the growth cycle that occurs most commonly, and then where to kind of you know take a different road for yourself so that you avoid the difficult path that most go through. Mm -hmm. um, and he, it, it's funny, but it, it's a really good read, uh, but just it kind of helps a person get into the mindset of 
yeah, I'm starting my own business and I'm going to be growing it. And okay, uh, the whole bit about you know, the, the different aspects of how to you know make it a success from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one I, I definitely highly recommend. It's an enjoyable read, but also just for helping you get you know, get in the right mindset about the whole activity of trading. Um, probably close to the top of the list if it's not right at the top. Very cool. Yeah, I've heard about that book from quite a few people, but I just haven't gotten around to it. So I think I'll t- oh, check that out should. soon. Yeah, it's it's a fun read. I mean, it goes fast. It really does. It's it's an enjoyable read. It's not like a textbook. Mm-hmm. He's telling a story of a guy of a woman who starts up a pie shop. So it, it reads like a story, but it's neat because he get, he he mixes the lessons in a long way in a very enjoyable fashion. So, mm-hmm. um, what else you got? Um, let's see. Any, do you have any favorite traders, like any heroes or people you looked up to in, in trading? Mm. Yeah. Um, and oddly enough, most of them you probably wouldn't know. They're not like famous people. The one that I would say probably stands out more than anybody else that you might have heard of is John Foreman. Uh, he wrote the book, The Essentials of Trading. Um, just a really level-headed, down-to-earth, sharp guy. Mm-hmm. Um, extremely smart, um, and I, I really admire everything that he's done. He, he's probably been more of an inspiration than anybody else. Um, and he, for a while, was actually teaching at the University of Rhode Island. He was teaching trading there in addition to his own stuff. He was a market analyst for routers for, uh, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and just recently went to England. He's gone back to school to get his PhD. Um, and so that's where he is now. It's like three or four weeks ago he left for that. Um, but yeah, probably him more than anybody else. Um, I mean, there are a lot of famous traders and, you know, read the different books and stuff like that. But as far as who's really been inspirational, because what I like about him and some of the others that I've gotten to know is they're really just regular people. Mm-hmm. I've been absolutely amazed and totally grateful with the experience that I've had because one one of the reasons that I left manufacturing and I was so glad to get out of the corporate world was it was just so negative. Mm-hmm. Going to work every day, everybody's talking about the problems, they hate their job, life sucks, blah, blah, blah. It's like one giant you know complaint at the water cooler, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But in trading, even though people might have their problems, most most of the people that are in it are good people. They're real sincere. They're pursuing their dreams. They're trying to make a better life for themselves, and they're real supportive. Uh, the conversations, uh, you know, they're exciting. They're fun. You know, it's just a whole different tone to the day. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you know, it's not that the people that I worked with in manufacturing were bad. Um, just the mood and the, the mindset and everything was completely different. In trading, it's so much different. Like I said, you know, everybody's got the problems, but in, in trading, it's like, you know, we're we're all on a, you know, kind of the same mission. You know, we're pursuing something grand, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Um, and everybody has something to contribute. I learn from other people all the time, um, and not just you know people with more experience or education than me. I learn from new people all the time. I mean, for example, uh, one of my clients, uh, Marty Chang, neat guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's got a really interesting story, but we, I, we were, I was interviewing him. He, he was actually helping me do a case study on, again, documenting the system. And it was funny because we got hung up on the word trading system. Uh, 
he was kind of stuck where a lot of traders are, where they think their system is like their overall plan and you know, going about their trading and everything. Mm -hmm. And I thought that from our previous conversations that he got it as far as you no know, system. It's you know, focused on just one particular method. It's not everything. That's one of the big hiccups. But anyways, <laughs> it took us about 10 minutes of just working through the misalignment of perspectives. And what was funny was it just came down to the letter S, because if I would before we got on our, our call, uh, if I would have said you know send me your trading systems instead of system one, mm -hmm. he would have known yeah to split it up because he has like five different methods that he likes to focus on, mm -hmm. and I meant for him to be separated, but like I said because I didn't have the S on there he thought it was all supposed to be one document. <laughs> And everything all together, but it's it's cool and it was neat because I got to thinking about it and looking at it from his perspective, and it's like, well, yeah, okay, I need to be careful when I'm saying it to somebody, whether I say system or systems, because a trader, you know, especially somebody over time, they're going to have multiple systems that they employ, mm -hmm. not just one. One of the biggest problems that traders have is they'll try to have everything all in one big, you know conglomerate system and it's like this one giant machine that can do everything and it's like no you don't want to have a one giant system where you can handle it you know any kind of situation that comes up and you're going to trade the market no matter what's doing with this big monster 12 page document no you want what you really want to have is you want to have a playbook mm -hmm. where you have you know maybe 15 different systems and depending on which one you pull out you know i mean depending on what's going on is which one you choose for right now or today that's really the more proper mental approach to take it to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I got out of the conversation with Mark is, okay, yeah, just the you know use of system versus systems can be huge by itself because of the whole you know it, mental image and concept that goes with it. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I learned, I learned from everybody. Uh, <laughs> and it, uh, it's one of the, one of the real great things about trading everybody you know it's upbeat and everybody's everybody's helpful too mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean I know there are a lot of there are there are some jerks in the trading world no doubt um, but they're fortunately in my experience they're few and far between yeah same here that's, that's one of the great things I think about trading too everybody's been really helpful and uh, I try to help people out when I can too so oh, yeah yeah very cool okay yeah, well I, oh go ahead it's really fine when you can help somebody too yeah you know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, I tried what you said, and it worked. Cool, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've been fighting with that for four years. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out. I don't want to take, take up too much of your time, but um, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and uh, get some coaching, uh, where can they find you? Um, my my main site is InsideOutTrading.com. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's where my main site is. If you'd like to, and really what I would recommend to everybody um, is that you swing by. I, I also have a couple of other sites that I've set up specifically for the two main programs that I focus on. Um, what I've learned over the years, because I've, I've produced a variety of different products, and it's, I was, I've come up with, like I said, a number of different things, and I've always, uh, they always are the result of it's like a short period where I'll seem to get, a, there's like a common theme to what I'm running into with my clients. Mm -hmm. um, like when I made um, the, the trading performance analyzer, that was where it seemed like everybody that I'm talking to, they're having trouble back testing because 
they didn't have a good analysis tool. They're looking at the back testing analysis tools that are out there, and it's like they're just these huge spreadsheets that just make the brain blow up when they try to look at them. Yeah. Or, or they're just, you know, what was out there was just, you know, hugely expensive, like 1500 bucks, and it's like, no way. So I worked with a handful of them to make this one spreadsheet, um, and, you know, just for, for back testing. But anyway, uh, over the years, what I've what I've learned and where I've kind of settled into over the last couple of years is I, I, I focus on two primary things I found are the most helpful for uh, beginning to intermediate traders. Um, the one is uh, you know focusing on the trading system and really getting your head around you know how to take a trading method and properly systemize it and test it and you know just in taking it to the market that whole process mm -hmm. doing it in a very you know calculated and business-like manner so that when you actually start trading with real money you know what you're doing and you can stay settled down about it and there aren't really going to be any big surprises so that, like I said getting your head around that and that's that's like at the core of being a trader mm -hmm. so there's that level and then the other level of just kind of operating in general is in treating your trading as a business that's the other thing I really focus on because when you can understand that yes this is a business not unlike other professions you know whether it's you know being a lawyer or an accountant or uh, you know other like I said professions trading is no different mm -hmm. you have to you can't just focus on being good at the thing you do you still have a business to run and you have to get yourself organized there, there are too many different ways to do things to try all of them it's just way too expensive too wasteful to just try stuff mm -hmm. and getting yourself organized and, and, and thinking the whole thing through as a business venture is absolutely worthwhile so you've got these two levels that you operate you have to be good at the trading bit but then you also have to get yourself organized from a business standpoint mm -hmm. and so like I said those are the two areas that I focus on and I've, and I've got a couple of free uh, videos you don't have you don't even have to register for them uh, when you go to the, the, the one site, it's called TradingSystemMastery.com. Um, there's free video there that'll kind of introduce you to like the whole psychology of trading systems and how to mentally approach that whole thing. Um, so, and, and and then if you if you like that and you want to see a demo, I, I actually did an hour-long demo with one of my clients where we sat down with a blank sheet of uh, sat down with a blank sheet of paper and live documented his system the right way. Um, and so if you want to register and get that demo, then you can do that there. That's at TradingSystemMastery.com. And then the other one is Trading As Your Business, um, where, again, there's a free video there. You don't have to register. You can just watch it, and that'll kind of get you started and going down that road so you can kind of get your head around, okay, yeah, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, how do I approach trading so that from a, a higher level, uh, from that role as the owner or manager of my business, how can I, you know, step into that whole function and really get my head around it in a pretty short period of time. Mm -hmm. So those those are the three three things. If you want to go to my main site, it's real simple. There's not a whole lot there. It's just kind of an introduction to me and you know, uh, uh, you know what I'm about. The other two sites, uh, TradingSystemMastery.com, TradingAsYourBusiness.com, that's where you can kind of get into what I really, as far as you know, what I've learned in my years working with people, these are the two main areas that if I asked myself the question uh, a while back, you know, if somebody's coming to me and I've got like five minutes to give them the best advice I can, you know, what would I say? Mm -hmm. These are the two things to focus on. Um, if you focus on these two and you get your head around these two, you're probably going to make it. Mm -hmm. If you skip either one of these, ah, now you're falling into the normal statistic of probably going to fail. Mm -hmm. But if you attend to these two, it really can be a pretty simple endeavor, and you can get there pretty quickly 
in a business-like manner and with realistic expectations that you're going to make it. So um, that's what I would recommend. And either one of those, like I said, and, and you can go to any, any of the three sites, uh, check it out. If you have questions, uh, my contact information is at inside, uh, insideouttrading.com. Uh, um, email address and phone numbers there. You know, if you have questions, uh, you want some help, you just struggling with something in particular right now. You know, feel free to contact contact me. Let me know what's going on. How I can best help you. So, okay, um, very cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll make a link in the show notes to those websites. And um, but yeah, excellent information. I really appreciate you coming on, and uh, it's been very insightful. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I totally appreciate you even uh, you know, bringing us up to do. Uh, this has been an absolute blast. Uh, first time doing it, and uh, I think we we'll probably ought to do it again. We can go ahead and pick a specific topic to work on, get a little more in depth if you'd like next yeah, time. Yeah, 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 that'll be cool. And if you want, just for fun, uh, and also because you do have your own people that are you know, in your sphere of influence, so to speak. Um, to uh, actually help you guys out, I, I know everybody. You know, everybody's got their uh, considerations, uh, personal considerations going on uh, with the economy and everything. Um, for your people, if when you come to the site, if after looking at the videos and everything, you know, you do want to take a look at the trading. Um, if you put in the coupon code Heroes, it'll save you a hundred bucks oh. um, so for your people. So very uh, cool. Um, also, make it a little easier to go ahead and get introduced to what I do. Uh, my training program's not expensive. I, I, I do that way on purpose. You know, it seems like anybody and everybody out there now is trying to, you know, two to ten thousand dollars for their training you know, programs and stuff like that. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, it doesn't be that crazy. Um, I would prefer to give you really good, solid value and let you, you know, just, you know get self-sufficient and go be a good trader. Um, I, I, I do this because I enjoy it, um, and you know, I, I know how good trading can be when it's good. I can suck when it's going badly. Mm -hmm. um, so I, the main reason I started doing this is like, yeah, there's, there's good people out here, and I want to help you guys avoid as much as possible the hard lessons that I learned early on and help you just kind of get as quickly to good trading and, and enjoying it for the reasons that you started in the first place as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So if you guys want to check that out, um, definitely take, <clears throat> take Brian up on it. Um, so is there anything we missed? Any last words? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Okay, um, cool. Uh, yeah, again, this has really been excellent. I hope, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to help you. I know you're here to help everybody too. Um, and I wish everybody the best. Any way I can help you out, just let me know. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on, and um, I'll talk to you soon. Cool. Cheers. Thanks Cheers. again to you too. You too. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Trading Lifestyle Podcast. If you want to find more interviews, tutorials, and random trading videos, check out TradingHeroes.com 